0: Do this. I'm on the air we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mice. We gotta let you know Of current events, little gaming, sprinkle in some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still think we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back, everybody, to the freaking awesome podcast. I am your host Anthony Bose, and of course, sitting next to me is the man behind the mask himself, CJ Graham. CJ, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Anthony, thanks for having me. Good. Did you hear that little blip in the in the intro? That was strange. Did that come up on your side? No. Well. No? Yeah, I heard something, but I, I figured it was just the FBI or something checking on you. <laughs> yeah, right. Every once in a while, Uncle Sam's listening in to make sure we're keeping it all legit up here in Canada. So <laughs> excellent. Yeah, I, Speaking of which, how, how is the weather down in your uh, in your neck of the woods right now?
1: Well, today's a nice day. It's 25 degrees. Uh, snow's melting a little bit. So the next three, four days, it'll get a little higher. Um, we just got off of being eight, nine, 10 degrees and about 10 inches of snow in the last week. Ooh. So I'm in Montana.
0: Yeah, excellent. Uh, we're we're uh, of course in Ontario, and uh, we're just we actually got snow for the first time today. So uh, it's just coming down. It's about uh, wow. a nice balmy two degrees Celsius, and uh, we're uh, we're we're just uh, kind of getting through it and, and looking at the sky, saying, "Well, oh, it's going to happen now, right?" <laughs> so, um, you yeah, know, I, I kind of feel yeah. like this is our second time. Wow, that's excellent. This is our
1: second time about a week and a half ago we got about 8 inches.
0: Oh, cheapers! Well, I definitely it's a tobogganing neighborhood in your uh, in your neck of the woods. So, uh I'm a little jealous. I know my kids miss tobogganing. So, that's really good. Uh of course, uh, given the temperature exactly. and everything, I've I've got my uh my dad's sweater on today and uh I'm trying to keep warm. Uh, I I probably should turn the heat on in the studio, but I've been kind of avoiding it, so. <laughs> but uh excellent. Are you uh, <laughs> Save some money. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, it's a, you to be a little frugal thing every once in a while. These uh, these podcasts don't for, pay for themselves. Uh, you gotta, you know, if you're listening, sponsors, we're we're always open. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, one of these uh, one of these days, um, we'll get there. I mean, it's kind of nice because we get to stay uh, sponsor free, which means uh, no ads interrupting everything, and uh, it's just uh, you and I all day for for now, at least for the next uh, forty five minutes to an hour. How much uh, time you can give us? Great, appreciate it. Excellent. Uh, All right. So are you ready to start off with a a little, uh, I guess we're going to say humorous news today. So we got a a couple odd uh, odd uh, kind of oddities in in the news that that I think uh, were a little bit hilarious. All right, let's do it. Okay, so uh, the, the news article on this one was typo spell trouble for a man alleged attempt to fake his own death. Uh, we're we're a little uh, Halloweeny today, so uh, it's not often that an English, an English teacher can uh, get a quality bullet and board fodder on the the local prosecutor's office, but he did surprise uh, as a uh, motivational material for some uh, was posted up for some uh, classrooms. This uh, particular one was uh, a death certificate that was from the Nassau County. And uh, the district attorney's office said that it was supposed to pass as a death certificate in New Jersey, but the the Long Island prosecutor stated that uh, it was, of course, forged and illegal. the The funny thing about this is they stated that. The, the basically the the gentleman who in question, uh, we don't want to use any names today, uh, but uh, they were facing um, a sentence uh, for a felony with the, a vehicle related to charges that had already been, he'd actually pleaded guilty to. So he was, he was off to prison and he decided to fake his own death. So he actually got a fantastic replica of a death certificate. The, and, and it almost passed. They had said that they were almost going to pass it and be like, Oh, okay. I guess we don't have to worry about this one until someone had noticed that the font was just slightly off. So then they, they kind of looked in a little bit closer and, uh, he actually had made a spelling error on the word registry. And then that forced him to be like, well, that's kind of odd. So they called up the actual office that issued the certificate to find out that of course it was fake. Uh so uh he was arrested. <laughs> and uh I guess it's one more charge they can they can add to that uh to that uh charge that'll keep him in maybe a little bit longer. So uh, you know sometimes well, I
1: guess the question is why did he want to be dead? And <laughs> if he wanted to be dead, he should have called Jason Voorhees and got it done right. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. You're doing it all wrong, man. <laughs> Do you guys? Uh, do exactly. You,
1: uh, Give me a call. I got to do this.
0: <laughs> do you issue certificates afterwards? One of those things you kind of stick on the body. Well, Jason never dies, so for me, my my death certificates kind of just floating.
1: So I can help people with that kind of thing. But <laughs> if you really want to create a death certificate, I think you should
0: have spoken to Jason Voorhees and not just kind of arbitrarily made one up off the internet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the The internet, of course, is great for everything, but uh, I don't think necessarily this is the spelling. Uh, everything but spelling. That's right. You got to spell check. Totally. (laughs) All right. uh, The second news article I had uh, was uh, a really, really bizarre one. So uh, hang in here for a second. Uh, An unnamed 28-year-old man in search of a voluntary castration found himself drawn to a website that apparently offers such services. Uh, That led him to travel for Virginia to uh, to a cabin in the woods in Poto, Oklahoma. Uh, There on uh, the October 12th. Bob Lee Allen, 53, and Thomas Evans Gates, 42, allegedly relieved the victim of his testicles during a two-hour surgery, Uh, the Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma-man reported. Allen told the victim that he had a freezer full of body parts and that he was going to consume the body parts later and laughed that he was a cannibal. Uh, After the surgery, of course, it didn't take so well, so he continued bleeding, in which case they drove him to the hospital, but urged him to say that he attempted to do this himself. Uh, when of course the doctors, uh, saw what happened, they called in the police. The police went out to the cabin to find, of course, a huge amount of body parts in the deep freeze. Uh, Allen's and Gates were charged with, uh, both multiple felonies, misdemeanors, including conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery and failure to bury the body parts. I had so many questions with that.
1: (laughs) You know what? We have enough, enough issues and we're going to worry about some guy that's given $10, you know, cut your balls off. And who cares at the end of the day? <laughs> right. Obviously he's been doing it for a while with a lot, a lot of satisfied customers because his, his refrigerator is full. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, there's some great plastic surgeons out there that have some bad surgeries go bad occasionally. So, and who cares at the end of the day, we can put those officers, those investigators somewhere else.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like there was a whole bunch of wasted time there. I mean, first of all, Yep. If you if you want a castration, I'm sure there are a lot better ways of doing that that are safer uh than going to a random cabin in the woods. There's your first warning sign right there that is not going to get done properly. Uh you know, and and secondly, uh the moment they say they've got a freezer full of body parts, it's time to leave. <laughs> like, again, don't do it. Uh but lastly, I think the the, the charge of not burying the body parts is was that like like a hail mary play to try to charge them a little longer? I mean, at that point, I don't feel like that is important at all. <laughs> um,
1: no, at that point, we're just wasting our money and time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I feel like uh, that that person uh, that of course wanted a vasectomy uh, again. Uh, maybe that's a service that uh, Jason Voorhees could uh, take care of. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, he's not going to use a scalpel. He will use a machete. That's I right. I'll tell you that. But it may take off more than just a pair of testicles. So be
0: careful. <laughs> That's right. Well, it sounds like the amount of blood loss he had that it probably was close enough to be a machete. So, Right. Yeah. So uh, so speaking of which, uh Jason Voorhees, what a part like what it would have a piece of iconic horror history to be part of. How did that come about for you? I, You know, I was, Anthony, I was
1: very lucky, fortunate, I always say, and um, running a nightclub in Los Angeles, having a hypnotist on Thursdays, and he decided to bring in a, a company for a production shot to shoot his show. And the company that came in was called Real Effects. Real Effects just happened to be the company that did all the special effects on Part 4 okay, uh, with Ted White. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rest is really history because they had said, well, let's put CJ, he's got the right size, we've got the costume from Ted White in the wardrobe and like, let's make the subjects terrified in a scary movie scene. And when I stepped through and tore the screen, the folks from real effects just kind of looked at me and said, you know what, the, this imposing posture that you have, we're going to cast you for Friday the 13th. Wow. And again, not going to Los Angeles to be an actor or a stunt man, et cetera. I kind of thought, uh, yeah, thank you, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple months later, I got that phone call to come down Frank Mancuso Jr. at Paramount studios, meet him Uh, Tom McLaughlin, writer, director, and then uh, Michael Nomad, stunt coordinator. Uh, So, you know, when I say this, the rest is history. Here we are three decades later talking about it. And uh, I'm humbly appreciative to say, you know, I've got fans that are from seven years old to 70 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, what, what a time to be in horror movies. You know, I, I see a lot of the newer ones. Uh, my wife loves horror movies. So we often sit down and watch them. And there's just something about the classics all, all through like the eighties and early nineties. I just find so much. I don't know if it's like more terrifying or, or better than, than the ones nowadays. I don't, I think, I don't think it's, you know, all proper makeup and props versus CG maybe just kind of is is the difference but uh you know here here's a character i mean you you became famous on not having to say a single word (laughs) like it's just to don that mask i mean what better part can you play for a for a first role really
1: and you know it's interesting because i think a lot of people are diverting back even today's newer ones are using the classic uh technology with the cameras and the lenses to create a more of a Amiens realistic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. film, than I mean, everybody can do something with a computer and you can do something with green screen and you can jump out of an airplane and bounce off the ground four times and, you know, land on your feet. Uh, Okay. But when you see Jason or Michael Myers and uh, you see Leatherface coming through and, you know, those are real, real people. Standing outside your studio right now waiting to get in. Yeah. And it has its own uh, you know, as you would say, the freaking awesome appeal to it. Mm-hmm. And I really think people can relate to that. Um, as far as being my first role, interesting enough, you think about it, you know, in my day, everybody wanted to show their face. Hey, let me show my face. I don't want to wear a mask. And but you know, it's interesting. Not only three decades later are we talking about it, but if you start looking at all the films in the last 10 years. From Iron Man to Batman to Arrow, yeah, they all wear a mask.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I'm wondering, so masks are cool now is what I'm saying. So uh, it's kind of interesting, the DC and the Marvel comics, they all have these mask heroes. Well, Jason and Michael Myers were just kind of the bad boys of the block. That's all a little
0: different, <laughs> right? Actually, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's true. All heroes generally wear masks. So what, what if there would be a really fun twist on things if they turned around and actually Jason was the hero through all that and everybody that he killed actually had a seedy past that, that was later revealed on, on a, uh, kind of like a flashback of, of all his killings, uh, to, to find out that, uh, here's a, a boy who, who died in a lake and, and now is uh come back to exact revenge like the grim reaper you know it's
1: possible you don't you know there's so many ins and outs and twists when it comes to horror um as long as the nice thing about horror in my era the ones that are still out there today be at the halloweens or fridays it still is a realistic format and people see that and it's not something like i said it's not like you know here we are up on a screen and people are doing backflips with wires and that's still very athletic, takes a lot of physicality. It really does. But at the same day, you know, it's not real. And you look again, you look out the window right now and you see Jason standing out there with a machete holding mm-hmm. the head. Yeah. That's not really what you want to see outside your window because the next question is, how fast is he going to come through the door? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's got some realism that people kind of just go, that terrifies people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as I said earlier, I, I did a convention about a week ago. And I had two fans that came up were seven years old, two different fans, one boy, one girl. And all they could talk about was playing the game, Jason game and the video and dressing up for Halloween as Jason. Yep. Uh, one thing I can tell you about people that play Jason, and even though you say, well, it's not acting, I challenge anybody to put a hockey mask on or any kind of mask. You can't use any facial expressions. You can't blink. You can't scream. You can't, you know make all these faces and I want you to show anger, curiosity, and power. Mm-hmm. Not as easy as it sounds, even though, you know, physically it's a challenge. Uh, vocally, you're not doing anything, but how do you express curiosity? You know, you use your eyes, you use your forehead, you use your face. Yeah. How do you use those to your advantage? Um, but I will tell you the other thing is when anybody puts a hockey mask on and anybody can do it, it's interesting. It doesn't matter if you're short, tall, big, medium, as soon as you put that hockey mask on, you go into character. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. including you, if you put it on. It's a natural, well, nobody can see me. I'm Jason now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's kind of interesting that you say that because it's true. It takes a, a whole new type of talent that when you don't have to your, your, the luck of you having your face for facial expressions, it's true. Everything has to be done in body language and that ha- is very hard to interpret. So if anything, it takes a lot more skill to, to pull that off. You know, like you said, would it be a tilt of the head or the way your eyes are looking at something or a slouch of a body or something to show these uh, emotions? Really, really tough.
1: Yeah. And it's very interesting. And people, I will tell you, the cool thing is when people come up to a convention and they're full dress wardrobe and they're in Jason, um, they don't talk. And the person with them will do the talking for them, you know, to get the autograph and the the photo signed. Really? However, once they lift that mask up, it's interesting. Now they have a conversation, but as soon as they put that mask down, full character, which is really nice. And again, it's very humble it's humbling that that you know three decades later people are just just over the moon about jason this character
0: yes yeah so uh it must be it must be amazing to to be part of something like this and and especially i'm sure when you first did it uh you were probably thinking well how much further will this go or or what will become of this movie or something would it would it be put into the uh the list of of potential B rated horror movies out there. Will it go on to be the next big greatest? And and it was such a great, uh, comeback because, you know, and i don't want to like crap talk the, 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 Jason in space or something, but, um, this, this was still part of the, the truest of, of amazing horror flicks It had everything that you would expect to have in, in a true horror film.
1: And, you know, it's interesting when you say it, because when you think about it, Jason per se, uh, I had no idea when we did this 30 some years ago that we'd be having this conversation or a seven year or a 70 year old fan and appreciate the fans. I can't believe it. Uh, I ran casino resorts for the last 20 some odd years, suit and tie. Uh, You know, all my team, I had about 2,500 employees on any given day and everybody knew that I played Jason. A lot of them are huge fans of the Jason character, but at the same time it really didn't dawn on me till about three years ago when I retired from the industry and realized I was getting all these calls that, hey, can you do a podcast? Hey, can you do a convention? I'm like, yeah. And it just kind of dawned on me at that point. Um, the interesting thing is, you as you said, it's a B movie, low budget, etc. But I'll tell you an interesting, and I always kind of say this. I always say there's about 1.3, 1.4 billion people in India, mm-hmm. give or take one. Yep. And if I take a picture of Tom Cruise over there, they'll all know it's Tom Cruise. If I take a picture of C.J. Graham or Kane Hodder or Derek Mears, they don't know who we are. But if I take that picture and turn it over to a hockey mask from Friday the 13th, they all say Jason Friday the 13th. That's right. Just as equal as they say Tom Cruise. It's kind of it has become a worldwide icon when it comes to that hockey mask playing Jason. And again, very fortunate to be part of about nine of us. That have participated in those films, the twelve films that are out there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I do have to ask you: Is that the the exact uh, outfit behind you? Is that the what you wore in the the movie? No, that that's a replica. Okay. Um,
1: I kind of have my friend in my office, and he keeps me alive. I I always have to have somebody watching
0: my six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely do it. I, you know, it's funny. I had to ask you, I, I've noticed over the years and I maybe, uh, I, I, maybe I'm a little ignorant to this and, and you will be able to tell me a little more, but I've noticed that the mask has always been relatively the same, but with some slight differences. Like you might have where you have the red stripe over the top. Then I think there was one that had the triangles on the side as well. Um, sometimes the whole shapes were different, but it, it ideally was the same. Was that an intention to to show that there's a, a different person behind this mask or was that just they decided to up the the costume a little?
1: I think it was a combination of uh, more so the director, the writer, whoever it was, having their own vision of what they wanted to create Jason as. Uh, My character in part six, and then, of course, part seven comes back with the same mask, with the exception of there being a chew out from the blade in part six from the propeller. Yes. Um, And then they just kind of modified it over the years, back and forth. But the first hockey mask was, of course, part three, the 3D, and Richard Brooker wore that. And that has just become so iconic over the years. But they do remember Ari, who played the young man in uh, Part 1. They still remember uh, Steve Dash, Warrington, Gillette that was in Part 2 with the uh, hood over their head. Yeah. So they still remember all those folks. But when it comes to the hockey mask after Part 3, that was kind of the calling card.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure, but uh, that's kind of nice. It's nice to know that it's uh, from a director's point of view. But uh, I, I kind of, you know, I, I think it's just because we live in a, in a day with, um, you know, movies always putting little Easter eggs in or things that people or fans are supposed to find. And and like, I, you know, sometimes I, I look at some of the older movies and I think, was this actually happening back then? And if so, where where exactly were they putting them in? And uh, I think it it almost becomes part of the fun of watching a lot of the older movies to to, to see if these things are actually occurring. So, um,
1: yeah, ours ours was a rubber chicken.
0: <laughs> was it really? No, really,
1: really. It oh, was wow. a rubber chicken that was hanging in different areas. You could see the shadows of it. That was our gig. It's in one of the pictures of me in the back of one of the special effects truck hanging up by its neck. And that rubber chicken, they used to put in different areas. So it would be in the background or you'd just see the shadow of it through the screen. So the rubber chicken was everybody's gag at our place.
0: <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> now all our listeners and viewers out there, you can you can go back through all the films now and uh, and at least look for, for a rubber chicken and, and see if that ever got carried through. So that's really funny. Um, I was going to ask you uh, also when it comes to horror movies. Do you remember the time basically where where the line suddenly got crossed? It was always kind of the thing that there was an unwritten rule that the the mass murders never killed kids, and then that changed at some point. And I remember as a kid, I was kind of like I remember seeing this and thinking, "Holy crap, all bets are off. Anybody's could be killed nowadays, and it used to be just adults or or you know teens or college students but but now it's like anybody is fair game when it comes to a psychotic killer."
1: You know, in part six, I mean, people ask me that, and I always say, well, Jason doesn't kill children, quote unquote. In part six, there's several children in the film. Yeah. And there's a curiosity factor, but not a I'm going a hurt factor. Part six, Jason comes back to life like Frankenstein. If you recall the old universal Frankenstein, yep. that means the electricity has started to connect the brain waves. So... Jason is starting to think a little bit out of the box and there's some curiosity factors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you'll see that in part six, but sometimes kids ask me and I always say Jason never kills a kid. Now, as soon as you turn 16 and start acting up, that's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. But as long as you stay within the boundaries, the perimeters of being a good kid, uh, Jason's probably your friend.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it was, it's, it's funny because I remember rewatching six not too, too long ago and, and thinking like, oh crap, the kid's out of her bed. She's wondering around, like, is this is going to actually happen? When was the line drawn? And it was actually quite nice to, to see that, uh, that wasn't, uh, wasn't happening, but, uh, it kind of made it kind, it kind of made it what I was going to say. It, it kind of made it like a, a modern telling of, of Jason was the boogeyman. If you acted up, the boogeyman comes for you.
1: Correct. And and that's what your parents would tell you. As long as you're a good child, you won't get in trouble. Interesting story is Tom McLaughlin called me about three, four weeks ago, and he's the writer director of part six mm-hmm. in part six. There's a young lady, a little girl, blonde girl in the bed. And yep. I s- bend over her and look at her Yep, and she starts praying. She's probably eight years old. We'll say,
0: Yeah.
1: well, she had reached out to him about a month ago. She's now in her forties and has a six year old son. And the six-year-old son wanted a hockey mask, but he didn't want a white hockey mask from Target. He wanted a cool hockey mask like this one behind me. Yeah. And so Tom reached out to me to see if we could get him one. But the idea was that young lady who was about eight years old, now she's in her 40s, got a six-year-old. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a horror fan. Now, Friday the 13th, Jason. Now, think about that. It was her mom, His mom was a child in the movie. Now, he's a, just a six-year-old and he's all into Jason.
0: Yeah. What, what a way that that circle comes back around like that. That's actually really cool to to hear about that. And, uh and obviously someone that you, you obviously, other than that movie, you don't really have any connection with, but uh uh what, what amazing thing. Like, I got to tell you, that's, that is super, super cool.
1: Yeah. For me, it was just Tom called me. I was like, really? And for Tom, it was just shocking that she had reached out to find him because she wanted something other than just, so we accommodated her and stuff. And it, you know, I, I'm, i kind of just proud of the fact that here she is. She was just a young, you know, child actor and she did her job and now she's got a son and he wants a hockey mask from
0: Jason. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So I do have to ask you, what is your Halloween tradition? Well, I don't know if I have a Halloween tradition. I live
1: in Montana. So my closest neighbors, maybe a hundred yards away, which is a football field. There's another one, a football field after that. So I don't think there's going to be too many trick or treaters. Uh, but up until I retired three years ago, I would always work because we'd have huge Halloween parties and costume contests at the casinos for not just the consumers and the customers, but our high, high rollers. Okay. So most of the time, just like new years and Christmas, I always worked. I mean, that was just my job. And of course, when the players were coming in, uh, one of the places I ran in uh, Thunder Valley resort up in Northern California, we'd have about 9 million people a year coming through that casino. So I was always on work mode until I stepped back and retired. Now I can actually enjoy some of the fruits of my labor. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, Ruby, we just kind of enjoy it. We've got horses. So we do different things with our animals. Christmas last year, uh, we wrapped a flake of hay for each one of the horses, put a bow on it, threw it in their pins, and let them rip it open to get to the hay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so
0: uh both my girls are are are, uh, equestrians and they would love to hear that so that'll be really cool um it's like and
1: then our kids they don't live with us our kids are 21 24 and 25 and you know they're on the west coast up and down and and different areas so you know we're still quite a thousand miles from them maybe 800 miles so it's just me and ruby we just enjoy ourselves we have uh, alpacas we have a few beehives uh, so if you ever get bored, come over I would get stung by the bees. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Yogi Bear is stealing honey out of there and they'll sting you a couple times, but you get some good honey out of there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It might be worth it. You know, you're saving the world one, uh, one bee at a time. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. So we have a, a second part of our show here where I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Uh, this is called our, our, uh, slightly slower than average, uh, rapid fire questions. And uh, you just have to, if you don't know the answer, of course you can pass. But uh, if you do have an answer, just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Rapid fire question. All right, here we go. What made up word would you register in the English language? That was it, by the way. Nothing because Jason doesn't talk. That's awesome. Gotcha, huh? (laughs) That was great. Uh, What was the scariest dream you've ever had? Gosh, Jason
1: doesn't have dreams, so he just acts out reality. Right. <laughs>
0: I was, I would think at you least know the you're one not it
1: in my brain because I'm just going to pick back at you. But you know, I don't. You know, I don't remember. You know, that dreams are different for me. I think you know, I don't really get a lot of them. You know, because when I'm able to sleep, I do sleep in a deep sleep. Oh, well, that's excellent. so. But I think the biggest fear of anybody is drowning. Yeah, I mean, that's just terrifying. Like Jason at the end of part six, drowning. Yep. Um, even though you're going back to the originality when you start, you know, being born, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, but drowning is terrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've often, uh, I've often thought I heard it's a, it's a peaceful way and I'm just like, who, who has the, who's going to say that that's peaceful. I don't think anybody can come out of that situation and say, oh, that was fantastic. That was peaceful. So, uh, I I don't know. Yeah. You
1: know, I don't know, but I, I don't want to be at the bottom of a lake with a chain around my neck. Heck
0: no. Uh, if you could have a superpower. Which one would you have?
1: Hmm, a superpower. Um, a little hokey, but I'd like to see people a little more happier.
0: Okay, I like that one. Yeah, the 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 ability to grant happiness or project happiness or something. That'd be that'd be cool. That's a, I don't think I've anybody's ever said that yet. Um, well, speak- no,
1: I think that's just. it. Like I said, it might be a little hokey, but you know, people want power for this and that. And the other thing, it's more self power, mm-hmm. but if
0: you could just spread a little, you know, smile around, yeah, I think that's a pretty special power. Spread a little love. I love that. Yeah. Uh, which actually is funny. That brings it to Jason. Yeah. Heard it, from Jason. <laughs> it brings me to the second, qu- or the second part of that question, I guess, is uh, what makes you happiest?
1: Me, my, you know, just relaxing with my wife, my animals, uh, unfortunately we're, we're healthy. Our children are healthy. Um, And I think one of the things I enjoy now is just humbly being able to say I played Jason and how many people that brings a smile to their face Yeah, and just kind of like, wow, that's kind of cool. And when we do conventions, I really do make sure I I give the fans uh, the questions. They ask questions and sometimes I may have heard the question before, but to that fan, it's the first time they've ever heard the answer. Mm -hmm. So you really got to put it out there and let them know. And when you look at a five-year-old, a six, a seven-year-old, and they're talking about Jason and, they're showing you pictures from Halloween. That's pretty cool. That I is. mean, that puts a smile on my face. That's super
0: awesome. I like that. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time and and live in a different decade, which one would you choose?
1: I uh, think I enjoyed the 80s. Yeah. Like, everything was much more relaxation. Uh, there wasn't trauma, you know, and to be honest, social media isn't good, bad or indifferent, but social media puts everybody out there on the limb all the time where in the eighties you didn't have that. So there wasn't this uh, dilemma always going on of what somebody said about somebody or taken out of contents, uh, content about how it looked or the, the, uh, the way it was said. I know a lot of things now people just say things like, Oh, well you're, you're goofy. And by the time it gets to another person, you're stupid. Yeah. And then feelings are hurt. And then everybody blasts social media. It's like, I think that really puts a lot of pressure on people and it's un it, it's unfortunate but it's not necessary
0: yeah so yeah. i think
1: the 80s were just right there just enough where the computers were being operational yep. you know apple was coming up and computers phones were getting there but it wasn't
0: wasn't ridiculous yeah and the music was fantastic right yeah <laughs> uh oh you got a little shout out for anyone uh, yeah Van Halen. <laughs> that's right well, i was gonna even say maybe a little alice cooper uh, I don't know. (laughs) AC. Right? He is my hero. He was my first concert in the 70s. Was he? Oh, man. That's so amazing. Yeah. 1972. Yeah. I I still love the iconic Man Behind the Mask, or He's Back by Alice Cooper just for, you know, Jason Six. It was fantastic. It was really cool. Um, You got a shout out from uh, Mark Laird. He's uh, from Scotland. Big fan of yours. Mark, what's up? Super awesome. Um, so we've got another question here for you, and it would be uh, – oh, I love this one. Uh, do you believe in aliens? You know, I, I
1: I do, but I don't. What that means is it's like, do I believe in ghosts? I've never seen one, but I am not stupid enough to say there aren't ghosts. So are there aliens? I haven't seen one, but that doesn't mean there aren't aliens. So I, I walk a real politically correct answer with that. hmm but if I do see one I'll let you guys know.
0: Sounds good. You've heard that everybody. We are we're looking for some proof and that'd be fantastic. Um if Yeah. if you if, if Peter wasn't all over you and you could basically domesticate an exotic animal, which one would you choose? Oh, I like mountain lions. Mountain lions. That's cool. Yeah, I think I'd be Yeah, they're, they're BAs. You, you better make sure that you're yeah, feeding mountain that sucker lions every are day. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome
1: well if it was domesticated that's what i'm saying if it was a domesticated big cat they're pretty cool cats are pretty cool in general unfortunately a mountain lion or a cougar um no matter how cool you think they are they still have that wild tendency so yeah but i think those i think to come home uh if you remember uh crockett in the 80s miami vice he had an alligator on his boat
0: yes that's right oh man i missed that show that was right yeah uh Mark Larz yeah, great to see you. Enjoy your retirement. Yeah, I'm trying, partner. <laughs> um, if you could uh actually, what gets on your nerves? What is one thing that gets on your nerves at this point?
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> I have the patience of a frog. Uh coming out of the hospitality industry, four diamond service, you know, four stars, mm-hmm. working for Steve Wynn, five star hotels. You know, I'm a big service person and it's really hard for me to walk in and people won't make eye contact. They don't greet you. They don't say thank you. I'm just like, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's interesting because I'm so straightforward. Hey, how are you? I use people's names mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis. Even a host or a hostess, when I walk into a restaurant, if I see their name tag, um, it's just born and bred. But it just bothers me when people understand what service means. So, yeah. That gets under my skin because here I am and I tip, you know, 20%. I'm a good tipper. I take care of business. Mm-hmm. Folks are working hard to make a living, but I don't know if they really have been trained or understand uh, the hospitality service as I've seen it delivered. Yes. Running casino resorts for 20 years, it's the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And it's no different than how I would treat my team members. You know, my team is, they make me look the best. So yep. take care of your team, take care of your guest, and they'll take care of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like the uh, Richard Branson's uh, theory of running businesses, right? Uh, take care of your of your team, and yeah. they they'll watch after you for sure. Uh, and Actually, yeah. speaking of and which,
1: I, you know when I run a business, uh, when I run a business, Anthony, what I I always have said three words, and it pretty well sums up an executive uh, how they should think. They don't yeah. all think this way. You qualify, you quantify, and you simplify.
0: Good words. And think yeah. about it.
1: You know, these people go get educations and degrees, but they don't teach them the basics, qualify, quantify, simplify. Why has it got to be so complicated? Yeah. You know, the only person who understands the complication is you, if you're in charge, and if nobody understands what you're trying to do to succeed, the mission's not going to get completed. Yeah. And I learned that, simply put, 46 years ago in the military.
0: I, I was going to tell, uh, say that you, it's definitely, uh, if anybody didn't, uh, dig into your, into your past at all, uh, it's, it's very apparent that you have a military background. Uh, maybe and that's because I, I, am a, a bit of a base brat and I come from a military family or, but you recognize it. Uh, even no matter how old someone gets, you can, you can see it in their, their speech, their, their, their movements. Uh, it's, it's kind of always out there.
1: You mean like that?
0: Yep. Look at that. He's got it right up there. So. That's fantastic. Where, where about that,
1: where, was, that was my uniform when I ETS my time of service, when I got out of the military, uh, gosh, that was 46 years ago. I was in the military. So a long time ago.
0: Well, wow, that's fantastic. What, what branch were you? Army. Army. Yeah. Well, that's good. My, my father was Navy. So it's, uh, it's always, always,
1: yeah, I was one of those, they call those grunts infantry. So that's right. But I enjoyed it. It have, uh, you know, it taught me a lot about honor, integrity, appreciation, teamwork, um, camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So I've carried those forward and I think it's helped make me successful.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Uh, again, from, uh, Mark from Scotland, uh, loves your advice. Uh, he was a military and he runs a business now, so he's going to take to heart what you just said, learn and share that on. That's excellent Mark. That's uh... Yeah,
1: Scotland. I you know it's interesting because um I have Norwegian uh roots. Um as you can probably see by my tattoo, can you see those?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Those How are great sleeves. Love them. Yeah. So,
1: you know, with that I had the I had the pleasure earlier this year before everything went north, south, east or west, uh in February I got to go to Sweden and do a, a convention, so Unfortunately, I was supposed to be in uh, England this month. As a matter of fact, oh yeah, uh, and with everything being the way it is, um, so but I, I'm not going to complain. A lot of people have lost their lives, and I'm doing fine. So I've been fortunate. But maybe next year we'll get back to going over there and checking out Scotland, yeah. checking out a few things in Ireland, another good place. The Norwegian, in all, you know, the setting
0: of the Vikings, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, we we actually had a guest not too too long ago, Rocky Kramer, who was out of Norway. It's like a Norway's rock ambassador, and it's uh, it's quite interesting uh, hearing uh, what life is uh, is like there, and. Uh and of course, he is now in the, the California area, so it's a, a bit of a life in, in change, but uh, it's pretty cool. You know, we're always very, very happy when we hear, uh, especially I love when I jump on and, and you see some statistics from the audio part of our podcast and it it pops up and we have people from Norway and Sweden and, and Germany and everybody pop up. So it's it's really wonderful to to see the global reach. So, I, I mean, I'd love at some point to maybe to be able to, to tour to some of those. Uh, I've been uh, a little, uh, little travel- uh, uh, redundant, maybe, but uh, you know, it's one of these. One of these days, I'll, I'll be able to get a little bit more time, and hopefully, this uh, COVID thing will be a thing of the past, so we can get back to traveling.
1: Yeah, I spent I spent some time in Germany. when I was in the military. I was in a place called Neu Ulm. It's about 90 clicks from Munich, and I was also in Kitzingen, uh, outside north. It's up in northern Germany. So I was with the Third Infantry Division, mm-hmm. and then I, they moved me down to a Persian unit. And then back stateside with the Seventh Infantry.
0: Oh wow! So a bit of a bit of a circle around. Uh, we we didn't get to travel much. Uh, my my dad kind of tried to stay uh, keeping things in the the old Canadian area. He he of course was posted off to uh, to Egypt and and some other areas. But we we tried to stay up in this area just for family wise, not moving around too much. I think it was easier for for us kids to just continue making friends and not bouncing around too much. But uh, yeah. It would have been right. nice to maybe see the little more world, the the world a little more as I get older. I kind of like oh, I wish he he traveled, but I guess as a kid it made it quite easy for us. So, uh, Mark again right. uh, from vis visit Scotland when you get the chance. Uh, you'll love it. We're all Celts.
1: Nice, Mark. Look forward to that one day. I, I you know you you don't know every conventions and again I didn't realize this till about three years ago are just everywhere. Every continent is having conventions and Horcons have been around for quite a while Uh Uh, in the States, Monster Mania, Texas, Fright Mirror, Spooky Empire, Crypticon, Days of the Dead. And now over the last several years, they've pyramided into the Comic-Cons like the San Diego, which has been going on for, you know, 15 years. Uh But Comic-Cons are everywhere, and they've kind of put the horror figures right next to Mickey Mouse, basically. (laughs) Uh, And it's interesting because there are people that are, you know, doing cosplay, and there are people in horror costumes, and there are people that are just look like they just got off work at the bank walking through, yeah, um, getting autographs. Uh, I did have a person last year come up to me, a, a lady to get an autograph, and I asked what she was going to do with the photo. And she goes, Well, I'm a colonel in the United States Air Force, and she was going to put it on the back of her desk behind her in her office. And I said, Well, that's going to be great. Here comes a lieutenant or an airman. And uh, you've got this picture of Jason in your backside.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: but the thing is, here we got a, a colonel from the Air Force, and she's a horror fan.
0: Yeah that's that's awesome, and it really is it's all all walks of life right uh and and mark says, uh yeah, it really is, yeah they've got a a comic con uh that we we actually have uh both a comic con and a fan expo, and uh it's the same thing they 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 blend the the horror industry right in, and uh it's quite quite fantastic, it's always fun up here uh I've never been to a san diego comic con I'd love to just uh i know it was kind of one of those uh birthplaces of some of these things, and uh just to just see how big they are right i mean we're a little limited uh maybe in the venues here but uh it's definitely it's it's really cool i've been to a couple i've seen uh, a few people and it's uh it's just the the energy uh, of everybody like you said of, of of like all walks of life who come in and uh you know no matter what they do no matter how rich they are no matter um you know uh, race creed color anything it's all shared by their love of films uh, comic books, art, everything out there. So it's it's just a wonderful thing, and and you really, it's kind of like when you walk into uh, to Disneyland for the first time. You know, you feel like a kid when you're when you're at these things, and the energy is just just fantastic.
1: Well, with you know, with wearing a hockey mask, when people come by and they see the banner behind me and it says Jason, they they'll first thing is, did you play Jason? <gasps>
0: <laughs> you kind of no. want to be like, <laughs>
1: you look at the and banner, their jaw, you... <laughs> the jaw hits the floor, and it's like. <gasps> Can I get a selfie? I mean, it just, they just go happy. It's like their happy thought, as you said earlier, what's your happy thought? Meeting Jason.
0: (laughs) It's almost like an oxymoron when you think about that, that, right? (laughs) What was your happy thought? Meeting the cold hearted killer. (laughs) And
1: again, I'm very humbly appreciative.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's amazing. Uh, That's right, Mark. It's all about imagination. It's nurtured everywhere. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, So I I do have a couple more questions here uh, before we wrap things up. Um, one of them, of course, is what is the best thing you have ever eaten?
1: Oh, listen, I'm a, listen, I'm an Outback steak guy. Just give me a steak and a baked potato with butter, and I'm the happiest soldier in the world. Just, I'm so simplistic. You know, my wife Ruby, she loves everything yep. Indonesian food and spices. Um, I'm boring. Just give me a steak, a baked potato, some butter, and a big glass of milk. Oh, I'll be your best friend forever. And if you got some apple pie with ice cream, home run.
0: <laughs> good old meat and potatoes person very, you can't go very wrong Vanilla food. yeah no huh? i said good old meat and potatoes you can't go wrong
1: i am I, i'm just very you know vanilla when it comes to my food it drives my wife crazy
0: yeah 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 for sure um what do you do uh sorry what do you do um that would uh, basically uh, give you or make you lose time like what is the one thing you do in your day that you might find like you've lost time because you're doing it
1: you mean the, that i lose time yes you know, I don't – right now, just so you know, I mean, it's interesting question. Uh, you know, when we have 12, 13 hours of daylight, it's it's there's a lot of wasted time because you got the time. But right now, we're down to about 10 hours of daylight up here. So, you really get up. The sun comes up at 745. It goes down at about 6. Uh-huh. And so, you're kind of in, in full motion all day long. Uh, but, you know, my thing is, for me personally, I'll just sit down and try to get some work done on the computer now because – when I was running casino res- resorts, um, I had two different casinos that I was operating over, two different hotels. You know, I had uh, two executive assistants and a couple general managers reporting to me. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling back and forth between the two resorts. Um, so I never had a moment that was down. It was always and the phone was next to my bed going off at two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! You know, such yeah. and such wants another two hundred fifty thousand dollar credit line or such and such as winning a half a million dollars. Um, so I, I really never, now I kind of cherish my downtime, so I don't really think it's that I'm wasting. I'm just enjoying recuperating the <laughs> 24, seven, I worked for so many years running casino resorts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to me, just looking at the sunset right now is
0: enjoyable. Yeah. Just, just relaxing and enjoying time is your thing. So that's fantastic.
1: We've yeah. Been- you know, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people don't get a chance to smell the roses and, or some smell them too much. They don't get anything done, Yes, <laughs> but I just kind of worked my butt off to get here today. So I'm trying to reap the rewards of all the, you know, the holidays that I missed, you know, Christmases and New Year's working, yeah. you know, kids' birthdays that I would come home late, still had a party, but it might be on Saturday instead of their birthday on Wednesday because of work schedules. Uh-huh. So now it's my time just to recuperate and pay everybody back for their patience with me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, you know what? You've you've worked it, you've enjoyed it. Uh it's it's time to reap the rewards and and just take the time for yourself. That's that's amazing. Um Yeah it,
1: Mark, it's time to reboot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh Mark of course has a, a wonderful question for you. And CJ, what character have you come across that's scared you the most?
1: Mark, I don't know about a character per se. Uh, But the paranormal bothers me because as you, Anthony, you mentioned earlier about aliens. And like I said, well, I don't know. I've never met one or seen one. Same with the paranormal. I don't doubt it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know of it. But anything that I can't see, touch, or break, (laughs) uh, that can be a little terrifying. Anything that I can't control. I'm a control freak. I'm 6'3", 250. All right? I want to control it. Yep. When you can't control paranormal, and according to what you see, that kind of be a little freaky because you lose control. Um, you know, I, I I don't know, Mark. I think it's one of those things that until I see it, uh, maybe it's more friendly than we get taught. Maybe there's friendly paranormal, but. You know, there's some pretty cool shows out there. You go, oh, that happened to me. I'm out of here, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> I, I, Jason
1: or no Jason, I'm gone.
0: Yeah, some of, some of the uh, the craziest horror movies I've ever seen. It's the fear of the unknown, that what you can't see. And uh, and I I remember Let's watching um, M Night Shyamalan's. Uh, I think it was Signs or no Signs, and uh, it was really good right up until. They showed aliens, and I was like, oh, my God, what is it? What is it? And it was, And I was like, oh, I was an alien. <laughs> it was just the whole movie was ruined after that. But it, that whole unseen horror was, like, freaking the hell out of me. And I, I thought they, they should have kind of kept rolling with that right to the end.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, when you think about it, what is an alien? What's supposed to look like? It could look like a a butterfly. I don't know. Yep. Um, so, but you know what? I'll just – if I can't control it, I, I, I'll, I'll pass. I'm good. I'm yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mark says, uh, there's uh, more to life. It's a wonderful world. I wish you all the best. Stay safe and enjoy life. And thank you.
1: I appreciate it. You know, there's one thing that I always tell the fans about Jason, Friday the 13th, part six. Uh, one of My fondest memories, and it's nice because I think part six for the fans out there is where Jason became... The principle to the movie everybody want to know what jason was going to do next yes uh but i will tell you the cool thing of part six uh number one he, jason part six movie is the only one that has an opening like james bond mm-hmm. part six is where jason comes back to life like frankenstein part six has a rock and roll hall of famer alice cooper doing the music
0: so good so good
1: and part six is the one where i get to wear a batman utility belt don't forget that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good <laughs> well cg i've true. got i've got one more question for you and that is uh what is your favorite podcast that you've been on in the last 12 hours
1: well it's gotta be the friggin' awesome
0: podcast what <laughs> else would it be anthony nah, it's true there's no word there, you know, i don't even think there's other podcasts out there
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: Well, CJ, I super appreciate all your time today. Uh we would love to circle back around with you and of course have you back again at some point. Uh do you have any uh social media or charities or anything passionate that you'd like to uh, tell our listeners or listeners about or some way they can they can look at what you're doing now?
1: Right. Well, everything, yeah. I do have a website jason6.com, mm-hmm. com, and there's memorabilia and stuff on there because we haven't been able to do conventions. And it talks about vengeance that I did a year ago where I played, it was a fan film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played uh, Elias Voorhees. I grew a beard for four months. And if you take a look, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I just finished a film earlier this year before we shut down called 13 Fanboy. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's got a chance. Uh, Deborah Voorhees is uh, producing, writing, directing in it. And Dee Wallace, you may remember her. Uh-huh. She's done a lot of films. Uh, she has the lead in it. Corey Feldman's in it, of course. Uh, Laura Park, Lincoln, Kane Hodder. Um, so I, I know it's ready, canned, and to go. I just don't know how they're going to work on distribution with everything the way it is. Okay. And then we're just kind of looking towards 2021. 2020 really came to a screeching halt. and But that's okay because I've been fortunate to remain healthy, as a lot of people I know. And there are a lot of people that did not remain healthy so 2020 is okay for me uh-huh. um so i'm not complaining and the thing i look forward to is just seeing what i can do now that i've got time on my hands anthony you know i can do different parts yeah uh, i can look at different roles um that are available i still have a screen actors guild card so i can always step forward with that yep um for whatever reason i was smart enough to keep it all these years and keep it active so that's kind of cool but if uh, the fans get a chance, you know, you can look up Jason Six or just put cjgram.com. You'll find it um, and take a look at the website. And there's enough information on the Internet about me that you you can find me if you want to.
0: Perfect. Well, we'll make sure also for our uh, listeners who are listening to this episode uh, after, of course, the live air that we make sure that we put up a beautiful picture of CJ Graham up on our website under our guest section, as well as any social media links or and also a link to his website.
1: Well, hopefully, I'll see some of the fans at a convention next year. Um, uh, next year, I'm doing a few that have already been rescheduled, and I've been doing wardrobe photo ops with the fans. Okay. Uh, and I've been doing wardrobe with
0: the fans and Alice Cooper. That's uh, really three,
1: cool. Alice Cooper and I have been doing photos over the last couple, three years, too, with the fans. So it's been pretty fun.
0: That is amazing. Uh, that, that would definitely be a, a photo opportunity I'd love to get in on. So if you guys are ever up in the, it, this Canadian back of the, the
1: woods. Uh, yeah. We did, we also, Anthony did a couple of things like Kane Hodder and myself would do photos in full wardrobe with fans.
0: Uh, cool. Steve
1: dash before he lo- uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, we did some really cool photo ops. So it's been great for the fans, but you know, it's the unfortunate thing about the Jason's, you know, we've lost a couple of them in the last few years. Uh, Richard Brooker, we lost about five years ago, five and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Steve dash passed about two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Ted White is in his 90s. I don't know if people know that. Uh, He's from Part 4. Ted White is an amazing icon from uh, Hollywood. Uh, He was working with everybody from Clark Gable to uh, John Wayne over his career. Wow. And he laughs because he's done over 100 films. Uh, But everybody only knows him because he played the role of Jason. That's and really he funny. He thinks
0: it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Right. Uh, but that goes to show the the yeah. power of Jason, right? I mean, he was such a great character that uh, people loved. And, uh, and, and like I said, it wasn't all about special effects and, and everything. It was, uh, it was all about that, uh, silent terror and it was fantastic. I mean, you, he could have made uh black and white, uh, silent movies and it still would have been just as amazing. So it's, uh, it was really cool. Right. Really cool.
1: But thank all the fans, Anthony, you guys think, uh, um uh, freaking awesome podcast for allowing me to be on i'm honored to be here and thank you for even thinking of me you guys have a great safe halloween and uh hopefully we'll see everybody in 2021 at an event okay
0: just amazing we hope to see you again soon cj thank you very much for all your time tonight please take care bye so this is a good time for us to pitch our social media you could get us on our website thefap.ca on uh twitter is the fat four you can get us on instagram Is The Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. TheFabPodcast at gmail.com I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this podcast. Uh, Ah, not again. (laughs) Freaking sweet.